I would say that talking, like we're, like we're discussing here, talking to your customers is absolutely irreplaceable. It is so easy to, you know, focus a little too much on big data. The Uniformer. Insights and interviews into the people and companies that drive the markets for uniforms, image apparel, and public safety equipment. The Uniformer is a production of the Network Association of Uniform Manufacturers and Distributors, the NAUMD. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of The Uniformer. Today, we are very fortunate to have two senior uh, executive members of U.S. Patriot Tactical with us. We have John Arquette and we have Josh Sandhouse. Welcome, gentlemen. It's a pleasure. Uh, thanks for coming on today. Thanks for having us. Happy to be here. Thanks for having us, Jeff. Pleasure. Um, my pleasure. Listen, uh, John, we're going to start with you. Why don't you just share with the audience, if you could, a little bit about yourself and how you came to U.S. Patriot Tactical? Yeah, sure. I mean, let me start at the beginning. Uh, you know, um, I was in the in the Marine Corps uh, back in the day, back in the 1900s, as the kids say. Um, I was a young enlisted Marine before I got a commission. Uh, so I was in the Marine Corps for a little over five years uh, back then. Um, I got out before even before even 9-11. Um, I worked in finance at a couple of Wall Street firms after that when I got out of the Marine Corps and uh, had my own e-commerce company um, in the in the late uh, uh, thousands. That's the how I got into uh, into e-commerce. I'm the e-commerce director, by the way, if, if, uh, if I didn't mention it at uh, at Patriot Tactical. Okay. So I got into e-commerce after about seven or eight years working in finance. And I've been in e-commerce ever since. Uh, had my own company and worked at a few uh, brand manufacturers. And uh, since I've got some military experience, the recruiting firm, a recruiter found me and uh, introduced me to, to, uh, to U.S. Patriot. And, uh, and I have to say, I was kind of hooked. Like the first time I looked at the, uh, like at the site, I saw, you know, I saw, you know, a lot of, a lot of um, uh, nostalgic uh, type of items, you know, some boots and things, me, you know, right off. And so I was really glad to, you know, to kind of reconnect with uh, with a military audience in uh, in in my chosen field. Wow! Well, what a hand in glove fit. That's awesome, uh, Josh. How about yourself? Same question. Uh, so I would say John's being humble, but he has done already a phenomenal job since joining the team of, of kind of revamping our e-commerce site and really, uh, you know, influencing our our product selection and everything there. Especially from his experience, he's, you know, he's being humble, but he's a, an awesome find and an awesome um, contribution to the team. Um, as for myself, probably the complete opposite, right? I'm definitely not as, as, uh, as accomplished as John, but, um, uh, I did, I, I graduated from West Point in uh, 2011, uh, and then commissioned as an infantry officer immediately after that, and then served for about 10 years in the infantry in the United States army before wanting to kind of change a little bit. I wanted, I was looking for a, a bit of a different direction, still loved the army and was very happy with where I was and, and how I was doing, but wanted a different direction. So kind of started reaching out and searching private channels to get into a, a business focus um, and found U.S. Patriot and felt that it was a, a, a perfect fit. And that kind of halfway point from getting out of the Army to entering the corporate world, um, you know, I could leverage some of my expertise as from being a customer um, to now, you know, helping deliver the products that, that we needed to also learn into business. And once I got in, I, I fell in love with it and have been here ever since. So it's been about five years with uh, with U.S. Patriot. 
Well, terrific. Well, thank you both, gentlemen. And on behalf of NAUMD, and I'm sure uh, all of our listeners, we just want to thank you for your service to our country and all those uh, brave men and women who do who do serve our country and have served. So we really thank you for that. So uh, if you could, um, either one of you, share with the audience uh, you know what U.S. Patriot Tactical does and how you go about serving customers. So U.S. Patriot was founded by veterans and is still veteran-run. In fact, we we employ a large portion of our our our, our staff is you know a veteran or military affiliated. We take very very you know large amount of pride in that fact. Um, but it's I think it's that that gives us a little bit of our edge. We understand what it takes to accomplish the mission. Uh, we've made it our goal to provide the best equipment and the best service necessary to accomplish that mission. Um, and really what we do in the core of our business is that we provide the best um, high performance gear for professional service members. Um, and I think the, the best way to describe it that we that we found is the military or you know agency fire department issues you a, a stock car, like a Honda Civic. You know, okay. no disrespect on a Honda Civic or anything, but a great car gets you from A to B, but you're not going to win, you know, a NASCAR race with it or, you know, you know, Formula One race. What U.S. Patriot does, what we take pride in is we will take that stock item, improve upon it and give you something that we think that provides a little bit more performance value or enhancing um, kind of characteristics and functionality. And I think that that's that's really where where we found our niche and is providing that improved functionality that improved, you know, aesthetics and, and form um, to take our customers to the next level, you know, because they are professionals and they, they want to do well. So is this on a private label uh, level, Josh, or do you actually take something, enhance it and give it a new style number that departs from the manufacturer style number? So more on, not a private label, but we work very closely with our strategic partners and our vendors. Uh, so we get a ton of feedback and the, the Bravery Tour was great for some of that, soliciting some of that feedback. Yeah. Uh, but we work very closely with uh, members that are still in service uh, in different groups and uh, various units, um, but really just kind of talking to the customer, getting that feedback and then providing some of the, you know, what the customer's looking for, some of the new trends to our vendors. And then we, we, we buy into that and, you know, um, park on those and, and bring it in to distribute. So yeah, a little bit of an influence versus us manufacturing or um, or designing. Great, great. Well, thank you so much for that. Uh, John, what would you consider to be the most unique aspect of, of U.S. Patriot Tactical? The pretty tight focus on the customers that we serve. You know, so, you know, back in my day, I'll say that phrase several times, like on this uh, on this interview, we didn't have like all these choices. And so it's nice to be involved, like in a company that's providing a range of products, like to, you know, service members, different MOSs, different units, different areas of the country. Um, so, you know, the, the focus is on like core service members. Then look, there's a lot of affiliated audiences and customers and, you know, former military and people who, who use these products for, for work and, and hunting and, you know, other kind of recreational purposes. But, uh, but a nice tight focus on uh, on service members. So, John, where where are you work from every day? And and if you don't mind, and and just tell us a little bit about your average day. Yeah, sure. So I'm I'm, uh, I'm based in Charleston, South Carolina, just outside the city on a on a nice barrier island with some oak trees and whatnot. And so you know, I'm in my I'm in my uh, home office every day, mostly on video calls uh, during the day, meetings, more meetings. 
I'll schedule a couple of meetings in between my meetings, you know, and so I work, I have, a, since I am in e-commerce, a lot of my team is, uh, is remote. Some people are, you know, share office space um, in Lexington, Kentucky, but, you know, I manage a, uh, and run a team that's mostly remote and we work with a lot of different partners and support teams and agencies. So I'm on video calls all day long. You know, my wife complains about my voice, you know, rumbling through the, the, uh, the floorboards. But yeah, so I've been here in the South for years. My wife is from here and I came through here during my, you know, time in the service. So this is where we, we came back. Yeah. Day in the life. I mean, a lot of calls. A bit of troubleshooting probably, huh? Yeah. Oh yeah. Always troubleshooting. Yeah. So of course, you know, it's like, like I'll, uh, let me draw some military analogies, right? So, you know, look, you're a young, you know, officer, you're fighting your unit, right? So, you know, you are not like manning a weapon system usually, right? So, you know, you give, you know, you make sure your team is trained up, that they have the tools they need. Uh, they have clarity on their orders and their mission. And then when things, you know, start to go wrong, you support them and you jump in and, and help. So yeah, it's a, well, I know a lot. I I, uh, I can certainly um, picture you on the Barrier Island. I spent eight summers on a Barrier Island in uh, New Jersey, so I, I know what that's like. So I, I envy you a little bit of coming from St. Louis here now. But uh, excellent. Well, Josh, same question for you. Where, where's your home base, and you know what's your typical day look like? Sure. So um, my fiance is still active duty, so we're currently stationed at um, Fort Liberty, North Carolina, formerly Fort Bragg. Uh, so I am in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Um, and similar to John, primarily remote, which is um, one of the, the great parts of this this job and this organization is that we have these 105 locations, you know, kind of around the globe. So being remote is actually an advantage because we can travel, visit the field, visit the stores um, without you know necessarily being tied down into our headquarters in Lexington, Kentucky. Um, but my my day to day is, you know, I, I spend a lot of time. I don't say I want to spend a ton of time in calls, but I spend a lot of time you know, kind of mapping out our strategy, talking to vendors working through you know what I think the next trend in in this industry is going to look like and how we can set ourselves up and posture uh, to be successful um, in that market. So a lot of it is is working through that and then aligning the group and the teams um, to meet those ends. you know and sometimes it's you know partnering with John very closely on making sure that the e-commerce strategy is aligned with the retail strategies aligned with our marketing strategy. Um, and, and John does a very good job. Like he's in meetings a lot, but a lot of that is very productive because he's he's putting out the fires that come up and making sure that we're driving in the right direction. So that's that's music to my ears that he's getting all that done. Great. Well, thanks for sharing that. And, and what, guys, what motivates Josh? What motivates you? I mean, to just you know bound out of bed in the morning and get rolling. Yeah. So especially in this job, I would say this is actually my my dream job, um, and that's kind of what motivates me other than being very competitive and wanting to win and everything I do, that, that that's kind of like my intrinsic motivation, but to serve and continue service within this flavor has been really, really motivating to me. So I, when I was a cadet, I did what, like an internship at um, PEO Stride and we were, we were down in Orlando and we were working through, they had this, this shoot house that was a trail inside a trailer, like an 18 wheeler trailer that they'd outfitted with a bunch of these rubber and uh, these heat sensors. So it was a live feedback indoor gun range in like this mobile trailer. I thought, what, what a cool thing to bring to the market to enhance training. I was like, if I can go and design those kinds of products or that kind of gear that makes the life better or makes our military, you know, perform better or more lethal, I want to do that. And, you know, whatever series of luck and, and alignment 
kind of led me to do that and, and get to this position. That's what motivates me is that, you know, I'm able to to help drive and solve the problems that I was experiencing as a warfighter. And now I get to influence them and hopefully make them better or mitigate some of those risks that they're, they're seeing in the field today. Wonderful opportunity to, you know, really um, see where some of the, you know, necessities lie and, and address them. Yeah, that's great. Uh, John, same thing. What, I mean, what, what gets you going every day? Yeah, I mean, really similar uh, to Josh. You know, I've worked in in a few, you know, industries where I provided things that people like could really make good use of, you know, for their homes. And, you know, I sold kind of like performance wear, clothing, like sun protective type gear before. So I, I'm used to like providing a service that that I think like really like does some good for the customer. But the the you know, the niche audience of our service members is really the core of it, you know? So like, I just had, I just jumped at the opportunity to, to kind of reconnect, you know, with those guys. And then also too, there's, you know, there's an, a big element of nostalgia in there for me, you know, look, you start to get older, you know, you, you, you retain a connection to like, you know, the active duty guys who can go out there and do anything. That's uh that's fun. And I like telling stories about the old days and, using some military nomenclature and emails and stuff like that. So it's, it's kind of fun for me. A lot of acronyms too, right? Oh yeah. It's fun. Yeah. 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 Your POV, right? Yeah. I know, you know, yeah. Your personal, personal operated vehicle. Is that what it, that was it is? Yeah. Right. yeah. Personally owned vehicle. Yeah. Personal yeah. owned vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. So uh, I remember working with AFIS, you know, getting that, getting that 14 page document of your, you know, you get familiar with the acronyms. We don't have the time to teach you. So all right, so I'm going to I'm going to set up the next section of questions, gentlemen, with uh, talking about geography a little bit because we are going to talk more about geography in the next section. So, for those of you listening who don't know, uh US Patriot Tactical is a division of Gauls, which obviously operates out of Lexington, Kentucky. And there's really two companies that feed into the U.S. Patriot Tactical model. There's Patriot Outfitters, which was founded in St. Mary's, Kansas, which is a little paint a picture there. If you really go north of Route 70, which runs east and west in Kansas, you hit Route 24. Um, a couple miles east of um, Wamego, Kansas, is uh, what's called St. Mary's. And that's where Patriot Outfitters was founded and Gauls um, acquired them. And then U.S. Patriot was another company that served the bases. That was out of Columbia, South Carolina. So those two acquisitions have have melded into one entity, which is now the U.S. Patriot Tactical. And so, you know, speaking of geography, I mean, you guys did something which is really the impetus for this interview. You conducted what you call the U.S. Bravery Tour and talk about geography. Uh, you wrote the book on how to uh, travel the U.S. on this one. So just if you could fill the group in on, and I'm going to set it up by your CEO, Mike Fadden, saying that this um, really, uh, to explain this, this was an outward mission, I believe, if I'm paraphrasing what he said in an interview. Um, so as part of this relaunch, um, you know, you guys embarked on this so so please tell us a little bit about this if you could josh and explain it in your words yeah absolutely so outward focus is that we wanted to better connect with our our customers when we after the acquisition and you know when when i took over and, and, and we brought john on we realized having been veterans that nobody was doing any kind of outreach program or really connecting with the customer base you know on, on a level that we thought was this personal we wanted to do something that that we knew was going to resonate with our customers and the market. And that's kind of where this came from. You know, John and I were talking about how we reach them, what every soldier and customer looks like. And John came up with this awesome idea 
of, of the Bravery Tour. Uh, but really the outward mission is that, you know, we want to connect and better understand our customers. We want to bring USP into the Gauls family and relaunch it, especially because of, of how much ability and potential there is once we start connecting with customers to really get to know the market and the community, because that is really what drives all this, right? You know, having been veterans ourselves and serving, we know how strong that community connection is and, and what it can bring. And it's, it really is a combat multiplier. So making sure that our brand is known for that and, and embracing that because that's, that's our overall goal. So, so thank you, Josh. So John, how fun was this to be like, you, what, what are you guys in a telephone call or a zoom call? And all of a sudden this kind of bubbles up and you go, Hey, this is what we should do. How does this work? Yeah, look, it evolved in pretty short order, as I recall. So I was, I have not been at at the company for all that long, not even a year, you know, Jeff. So this kind of was conceived like very early on. We were, I forget what we were talking about. The kernel of the idea to go out there and talk to soldiers, you know, was already on the table. And then we started talking about, well, like if we're going to go out bases and talk to these guys, like, how do we do it? Do we fly around? No. Like, do we drive around? Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, rent car? No. Well, let's drive something cool. Like, let's get a, maybe we get a Jeep and drive it around. And yeah, well, yeah, okay, that's cool. And then it's like a road trip and, you know, it'll be fun. And, you know, like the old days. And then, you know, like we were just spitballs. Like, well, what are we gonna do with a, a car, Jeep after we're done with this? Well, let's, let's give it away to one of these guys. And so, you know, probably pretty quickly that whole kind of series of concepts evolved and then, it might have started as a tank originally, but yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah, let's yeah. bring it back down. <laughs> oh my gosh! So, so, so this this sounds really fun. And so, I mean, take us back. What time of year is this discussion taking place? And you know, it it ends up being a you know sixty five hundred mile, twenty five base mission. But you know, where are you? Are you in April? Are you in February? Are you in May? Where are you in this? And some time in the making. I say last fall, and then we really, decided, I think we really put some legs under it in January, uh, you know, early beginning of the year. And we said, you know, hey, this is this is a good idea. Let's, you know, let's put our money where our mouth is, and let's let's make this thing happen. So I think that that was, you know, it quickly came to fruition. And then, you know, then we then we really dive dove into it. And I think we really kind of jumped in head first on this, not really fully understanding the scope or or requirements around it. But you know, John and the team did a great job. Um, Coming, coming up with the idea and, and running it to ground. So, yeah, it was you know it was the first you know type of experience like sure. type of of evolution that that we've done at either you know US Patriot or 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 Gaul. So, yeah, it's like taking a, a focus group on the road. If there are twenty five different for focus groups, I mean, for sure, yeah, you know, it's it's a it's a road show. So, I mean, from the planning part of it, I'm sure there's some people listening that are curious to know from the planning stages to the actual you know given giving the jeep away i mean what 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 was the time frame on it what what are the what are the anybody have any idea the hours involved in this or what oh uh, yeah i mean so many we're still a little here we're still a little <laughs> shell-shocked from it yeah exactly you know we're so we're still finishing up you know listen it's a huge project you know we had, look we had a legit project manager on it you know somebody on my team uh you know josh and uh, all the retail stores were involved uh, every store managers all along the way has, you know, regional, you know, directors, uh, so many people inside the company, legal counsel, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, all, it, it was just a huge, huge uh, evolution and uh, and project, you know, it did proceed in, in kind of like, kind of like a typical, 
uh, military operation. Like Josh and I delivered like a five paragraph order to the CEO. It was awesome. Um, you know, and it's not a true operation unless things start going wrong once you cross the wire right, or across the line of departure. Right. So. Yeah, I would say that to that point, right, no plan survives first contact. And yeah. this was very reminiscent of that. So, you know, we had these ideas, we got on the road and quickly were adjusting, um, you know, sending in supplies or ordering something on Amazon to be delivered to us at the next location. To, to John's point, like, there was a ton of involvement from the, the total enterprise. Um, you know, Mike was there, the CEO, as well as a bunch of other executive led, you know, leaders, sure. you know, entire, really any anybody with a senior director or higher level was kind of in these um, in these meetings. And then also on the road, we brought in people from sales, from, you know, the, the ELT uh, executive leadership team, yeah. uh, the senior leadership team. I mean, there was participation throughout this three month process that everybody from the company was out in the field supporting. I think that was one very eye opening for our, our internal team, but also I think from the customers to show how much you know, support we, we put behind. It. I think they really appreciate getting to meet um, you know, some of the people behind the curtains there. So I thought it was, it was really cool. So if you could, I wish I had a soundtrack to back this one up, but if you could just kind of, you know, paint a picture of when you took off, where did you take, what was launch point? And then where, what were your stops? If you could just rattle some of them off and we, and then give your uh, URL uh, location to where some folks can really dive into this if they want, but yeah, start to finish, you know, where does this baby take off from and where does it uh, go? Yeah. Look, line departure is like Kentucky. Right. And so our first, you know, stop, our first base was Fort Campbell, right. Um, a reasonable spot, you know, close to us and, you know, home of important, you know, important base, uh, big, important units are there. A lot of soldiers, we have a couple stores there. So that was the, uh, that was the kickoff. And that's where, you know, like a, a ton of our team was there, you know, yeah. Mike, Mike, the CEO, uh, was there at kickoff, Josh, you know, a lot of other uh, execs from the from the company were there to start. And then we went to, I think the next stop was Fort Drum. Um, and then we kind of did, Jeff, we went, we started in Fort Campbell, made our way up to New York, and then kind of zigzagged our way down the East Coast, across the South, into Texas, and then up to Colorado. But we hit every major base within that kind of swatch, you know, uh, Fort Lee, now Greg Adams, Belvoir, West Point, Benning, Stewart, yeah. you, know, you name it, Brad, you know, anywhere on that East Coast, we hit. And then Texas, we spent probably a month in Texas just kind of cleaning. I mean, that's such a massive state with so many bases. Um, Fort Hood, you know, Lackland, you know, a lot of Air Force bases as well. And then you know, Colorado, and then finished in, yeah. And then we finished it, uh, Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri. So right, actually, right outside St. Louis, there for you. Uh, and I think that was our final stop after three months, twenty-five bases. Wow! And that's what it was—ninety days for you, for you gentlemen. Just about, I believe. Yeah, on the on the homepage of our site, U.S. Patriot Tactical, an icon on the homepage. Okay. That shows all the details about the tour. So it has a nice wrap-up video and all about the Jeep we drove, and has a map and all the stops and and uh, you know some info about. Uh, uh, about all the stops and and how the contest worked and excellent. Well, that that sounds so. What I mean, you know, this is really one of the larger, you know, uh, I guess efforts I've ever heard of, or you know, at least been 
privy to that have gone out to search out customer feedback. And so, you know, you come back to home base, you collect your thoughts and ideas from the from the 90 days on the road. What what's what's your takeaways from that trip? What what do you what did you what did the company learn from that? I mean, a ton of really invaluable things. So we we really learned that the customer values that connection. They want to give feedback and they want to to see improvement. And then really they have a lot of opinions about kind of what what constitutes good gear or what is cheaper knockoff gear. And then they really take pride in what they're wearing and how it helps them perform in the field. So we got a lot of really good stuff out of that. But I think some of the, the lighter side of it though is that John and I were talking uh, to some some brand new soldiers. They were either in, I think they just finished basic and had just arrived at their advanced initial training, AIT, um, at Greg Adams. And you know, we were laughing because even over the years, though the uniform has changed, you know, they're obviously, you know, generations have changed, but that that 18 to 24 year old soldier, there are some commonalities that are exactly the same year after year, generation after generation. I think we were joking, we were there for, um, I can't remember what holiday, but it was before a big holiday. And all of these soldiers were coming in to the, the mall at the AP's mall, and they were buying Xboxes, they were buying you know, beer or energy drinks and cigarettes, and they were getting ready to go at a TV. Like they were, they were getting ready to set themselves up for a weekend in the barracks, and they were. It was something's just never changed. Yeah, oh, I can imagine you, you that resonated with you for sure. Well, excellent. Well, uh, John, what kind of questions during this time with the customers are you asking them? Yeah, I mean, a couple, there's probably a couple like tranches of questions. You know, we we talked to soldiers and Josh and I were not out on the entire 90 days. A lot of us did legs. So I was out maybe for a month total here and there. Okay. Um, and then let, like Josh said, like a lot of our leadership team was out on the road, driving different legs, going to different bases. Okay. So look, we went to a ton of different bases. So we met a ton of different soldiers, ton of different stages of their careers and training, tons of different MOSs and different units. So a really nice cross-section we got exposed yeah. to, right? So that was really awesome for people who'd never really been experienced uh, or, or uh, you know, met a lot of active duty soldiers, right? To go out there and just talk to them and like get a basic understanding of yeah. what's going on, you know, out there in the field, uh, like number one. And so, so a couple guys who had more military experience, like Josh and I, several other veterans like on the, on the team went out there and, and talked to these guys too. You know, you you talk to some younger, newer soldiers, and it's a lot more getting to know you type questions. Hey, soldier, like, where are you from? Where are you going next? What what's your MOS? But there are tons of NCOs that we met out there who are giving us killer feedback on what's working. Oh, sir, you, I got to tell you about this. You know, I got to tell you about that. You know, um, so you could have really great uh, conversations about like the subject matter at hand gear, boots, uniforms, equipment, whatever, where some of the other stuff with maybe some new privates or, or young soldiers was a lot more showing that you care about them rather than, than getting yeah. uh, a killer feedback on, on something in particular. 
Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I know I was fortunate since day one of my career, you know, three questions I was given and I've just lived by them is, you know, what do you like about what we do? What don't you like? And if you had a magic wand or you could make any improvements you want, what would those improvements be? And you just get, you know, you get so much, you, you get the affirmation on what's going right, what, what you're tracking with well, and then, you know, what, what's are some of the holes, what are some of the necessities and Hey, and you guys got this wrong. You know, if you could change it to from that to this, it'd be better. So I'm um, in line with that kind of, you know, questioning and going from place to place. And I, and I I did not realize, by the way, let me backtrack here, that you were passing the baton like that. That's pretty cool. So, you know, you get the Ford drum, you pass it on to the next driver and people and they, you know, exchange the baton the next stop. So that, that's really cool. Um, so when it comes to regionality or maybe even service, you know, does Lackland or Fort Drum is, does Lackland, is the feedback more functionality driven and some other place that's more price driven? I mean, are you finding these disparities? Absolutely. So every region and every branch and then every base even has its own characteristics. And a lot of it's driven by the units that are on those bases, whether or not they're training focused, operational focused. Um, you know, or, or somewhere in between, every one of those flavors has its own kind of needs and considerations. So we we ran into all sorts of, of differences. And, you know, a lot of that, the, the impactful feedback that we got out of that is that there's a lot of really right ways and really wrong ways to build and sell gear. Um, and that each of these customers, because of their very unique kind of characteristics and their, their needs, like, Every one of these airmen, every one of these soldiers are, are very much experts in the form and functionality that they're looking for, more so than I think like you know your average customer, you know, that's out there shopping at Target or something. You know, they don't know necessarily you know what the technical aspects of the, the jacket they're buying. In the military, they were we were very surprised. We kind of we suspected it's having been there ourselves, but that that all very much matters and they're very in tune with what each of the different fabric types does or each of the different performance um kind of you know technologies that goes into their gear and they wanted to see some of that come in so they, it, i think a lot of it's you know they're professionals they know their gear they rely on it to save them their lives uh, but a lot of the impactful feedback we got was that you know you guys should be considering this type of fabric you should be considering this type of form and functionality and you guys should be doing it X, Y, and Z way because this unit or this base or yeah. this region needs it this way. And I thought that that was really cool um, and very specific and in tune feedback that we got. Okay, great. So, so John, um, thank you, Josh. John, I mean, is there any golden egg that you guys, you know, pick up along the way that the one, the one big thing you have to change as a result of this trip? I mean, I wouldn't, not, not, no one big thing comes to mind. Okay. I will say I, I don't know if I was surprised, but it was good information for me to get feedback about a lot of non-core items. When you, when you, when you look at the big data, like what's the big part of the business, this, that, or this category, or that subcategory, those are the big picture items. You go back to headquarters in Lexington, Kentucky, and everybody's looking at those things on spreadsheets. Okay. However, there are a lot of important items that are important to a soldier or Marine or whoever in the field that's important to him. Yeah. And so if you get some feedback on those about how you can provide like a, a, a small change or a small uh, difference or spending a little bit more money on, on a piece of product can make a huge difference to the daily life 
or the deployment or whatever of a, of a serviceman, right? And so if you can provide that type of value, th- so those are some of the insights that we got that you would never get. They would never come up on your radar on the uh, sales sheet, right? When you look at, you know, you know, unit volume, like it never, it would never come up. So yeah. those, those, there were, there were a lot of little nuggets like that were super helpful for us. Yeah, that's, that's, that's very cool. I mean, things like, you know, in the tactical market, just think about, you know, the more you engage with personnel, I mean, a little thing like a dump pouch, I never realized how important a dump pouch was to a law enforcement officer or, you know, collecting evidence. And, you know, they tell you the bad design in the dump pouch and here's the good, here's what they'd like to see in the good design. And you're right. You're never going to see this picked up on a spreadsheet. It's not going to, it's not going to translate. It's not going to translate into product development that way. It's going to translate when you talk to them and they show you what happens if it's done this way, but how it could be better if it's done that way. And you're thinking, wow, for a dump pouch, really, you know, but you know, it's, it's this kind of feedback that, that really allows the manufacturers to make the right changes and so forth. So without giving uh, thank you, John, for that, without giving proprietary information away, Josh, is there, I mean, is, did, did you make any wholesale changes at US Patriot Tactical as a result of this trip? Absolutely. So a lot of the feedback that we got for products, you know, we are working with our strategic partners and, and our vendors to, to make sure that they've got that feedback to improve their product lines or work with us on, on developing some of those future product lines to meet needs. But other than that, so the, and then from maybe the, the other side and maybe even arguably the more important side, uh, the customer experience side, we got a lot of feedback about, you know, maybe where our gaps were as a company. Um, you know, or maybe our fulfillment time or our communication, sometimes our customer service that was lacking. And as soon as we saw those and heard those on the road, we were calling back immediately to headquarters and we were making wholesale changes right off the bat. I mean, we we have revamped our our shipping. So now we're shipping within three days of receiving orders or before, you know, you know, maybe the priority wasn't there or the sense of urgency wasn't there. Uh, we've now incorporated a um, a proactive feedback module, like an NPS um, a net promoter score um, card in each of our online orders so that we can continue to solicit this feedback with listening to what we heard in the field about maybe where we were we were lacking and where we could improve. We we immediately wanted to change that. We don't want like this customer means so much to us that if we were neglecting some of those things, um, shame on us. And I think that we we wanted to plug those holes as quick as possible because yeah. they need it. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Well, thank you very much. So John, uh, you and Josh are a little bit, you, I don't, I'm just for argument's sake, you've got about a 10 year gap, uh, a little, maybe a little bit longer in service when you served and when uh, Josh started serving, let's say. Um, but now let's take it to the current service member, whether it's, you know, Air Force or, or Army. I mean, how has the individual needs for our service members changed since both you gentlemen have have gone through um you know your service oldest first right so for, since my day of course look the choices right when i was in we wore black boots i i had a pair of danners and i had a pair of like the kind of the first initial model of belleville like boots you know so super old school and that was it i mean i wore a green sweatshirt under my camis because i look like a t-shirt other than that zero choices like none. And so I didn't have to worry about much. All, all the, all the things I was worrying about were super personal, like how much mole skin you used in your wool socks and whatnot, and you know, all that stuff. So, uh, you know, nowadays, you know, there are more choices for gear, right? You know, I wore a flak jacket and H harness and 
Later on, I had an LBV. I didn't have a plate carrier. You know, I didn't have, I didn't have this, uh, you know, this advanced gear. I had an old, you know, piece of Kevlar and literally things left over from Vietnam. So look, there are choices now that are made by modern, you know, manufacturer with modern methods, with, you know, uh, developed with more like combat experience, uh, you know, under, uh, uh, under everybody's belt. And so understanding like that those choices are there and making sure that we can convey to the customer why these things are different, why you'd buy something versus another, um, you know, why one, you know, type of you know, soldier, service member, or army soldier, or an airman, you know, might might choose different pieces of gear. Um, I think that is a huge difference. And it was just, you know, that slapped me in the face. You know, you you remember these things from back in the day. Nobody had brown boots when I was in, you know, so let alone all the different choices from all the different manufacturers. So. Excellent. Well, great answer. Thank you, Josh. How about yourself? Uh, I would say that along the similar lines, um, warfare continues to evolve, um, and we see it every day. I mean, when when I was getting out of the military, drones had just entered the battlefield. We had seen them being employed as a, a low cost alternative um, in Iraq, and now they proliferated, uh, you know, the battlefield in Ukraine. And I think that that evolution often drives the next kind of phase and trends that we're going to see um, that are being placed not only in the gear, but like the requirements of that warfighter. So I, I'd say what what we saw that, that you know, is different now from when I was in or, or John was in is that, you know, we're asking a lot of these soldiers, we're putting a lot on these, these service members' backs and asking them to, to, you know, carry a lot of these different loads. And the gear that they need and the uniforms that they need have to keep up with some of these, these demands. Um, and that's what they expect from us. But that that theater is changing very rapidly. And I think that we're about to see some, you know, really um, innovative things come down the line to, to impact the industry. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree for, for sure. Well, thank you so much. And so who, who the Jeep, you give it away. I think it was August 5th, right? You give the Jeep away? No, so we we uh, actually did the drawing uh, on September 1st. So who won the Jeep? Are we able to say or not? We, I think we're able to say or you could just say where where about are they we, from? We haven't we haven't publicly announced the winner's name yet. We okay, have, gotcha. Yeah, so gotcha. We have uh, identified and verified okay. the winner. All right. Um, well, somebody out there is going to be a lucky Jeep winner. And, and and again, the picture of the Jeep. If you could give out your URL again, where, where folks could find this U.S. Bravery, a recap of it. Where can yeah. they see a picture of this Jeep too? It's uspatriottactical.com. On the homepage, there's a Bravery Tour uh, section right there in the middle of the homepage. And there's a landing page that has a wrap-up video of the whole thing, photos of the Jeep, the map, all, all right. the info about what we did on the tour. So That's cool. It. So cool. And it doesn't mention your favorite food. So, so John, we'll stick with you. What was your favorite food from the trip? Uh, I think that probably the very first morning when we got on the road is we stopped and got like coffee and donuts. I had been on a nice, like strict kind yeah. of eating clean diet, you know, for quite a while. Um, but like, I don't know how it happened. Like, you know, we were getting in the Jeep before dawn, like the first morning and there was a nice like coffee and donut shop. And so it was just like perfect that for starting great. a road trip with coffee and donuts, I'll say. The Chris in the trip. That's great. Uh, Josh, how about yourself? My favorite food, that's, it was a tough one. Cause there was, I mean, we were all over the country and trying a bunch of new restaurants, but I would have to say uh, Fort Campbell um, has this, this Hawaiian barbecue truck. And that thing had the best, the best chicken it was the teriyaki chicken that I, I think i've ever had it was amazing so i would I'd say probably hands down 
that Hawaii barbecue truck at Fort Campbell. So shout out to those guys, whatever they're doing, it's working. That's cool. That's awesome. So did you guys embark on any part of the country you'd never been in? And if so, did, was there any particular geography that really impressed you that you hadn't seen before? Drove up to Fort Drum on the first leg. And I had never really been that far north. Um, like, you know, I grew up in the Midwest, so I experienced winter weather, but it was pretty chilly and windy up there in May, like I will say, you know, and I didn't, I don't know if I really realized that Fort Drum was way up there in the middle of nowhere, like next to Canada and the wind. And so, and that's up in Maine, correct? In, in New York, like up in on the uh, upstate New York. Yeah, I'd say for me, I'd, I'd seen a lot of these parts of the country before, but uh, having been, you know, been stationed at or, or traveled between them, but I would say, man, I'm always blown away by, you know, driving down the East Coast and seeing the ocean on one side and, you know, the, the cities and everything on the other side. I think that that's always a great view. You can't, yeah. not, you can't beat that. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, great. Well, I, I'm a, a John, I'm a, I, I go back to you. I'm a little bit in your camp on that. If you, if, if you've never vacationed up in the Lake George area and seen Fort Ticonderoga, you know, you really need to, there's a lot of history up there, obviously with a number of different wars, but you go up there and it's just, it's uh, that upstate New York and your Fort Drum is just an unbelievable uh, country and, uh, and, and super pretty. And, and again, our, I think if nothing else, uh, the, the, you know, the Gauls and the U.S. Patriot Tactical Team probably came away with a, an appreciation for our country. I mean, I get to travel. I've traveled 49 of our 50 states through my career. And man, I'll tell you what, we are blessed to be where we are. That's for sure. It's a beautiful country. So um, so what I, uh, you know, just thinking about we're going to kind of wrap up here. I mean, you've got a lot of history behind you as far as your career, John and Josh, and you've you've obviously learned a lot from this uh, U.S. Bravery Tour. If, if you had to give some advice to a young business professional, just kind of getting their feet wet in the business world, knowing what you know today from your vantage point, what would what advice would you give to a young business professional? I would say that talking like we're like we're discussing here, talking to your customers is absolutely irreplaceable. It is so easy to, um, you know, focus a little too much on big data, you know, right? Yeah. So, yep. you know, everybody has heard the phrase, oh, data-driven, and what does the data say? Yes, 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 you have to consider the data. That, you know, that's important. But there is so much information that you will not get unless you are talking uh, to those customers one way or the other, face-to-face, -face, on phone calls, et cetera, soliciting feedback. So that's, you know... That's what I would say. So many people will tell you things if you simply ask them. Yeah, we get locked in this electronic world and we we oftentimes forget what the, the beauty of that, you know, hearing from the customer, hearing their voice and, and talking to them. Uh, Josh, how about yourself? I'd say similarly, I would say that you have you have to have to get out and, and meet your customer and you have to be willing to listen to them and, and receive that feedback, even if it's if it's difficult. Right. You know, you know. That's where some of the the biggest leaps and growth come from is some of that harder criticism. Uh, I think, we, like John said, we often get caught up in in you know being the best and most efficient and delivering the the best you know revenue or you know profitability, but you know you often lose sight of of the value that the customer has to your organization, your organization's success. And you have to be willing uh, to get back to those roots and, and remember that you're serving those who serve in our instance. And I thought that that was valuable. And I would, the other point that I would say is remain humble. Don't forget where you came from. And then from that kind of, and, and that train of thought is, you know, walk through your business from your customer's standpoint and make sure that it is meeting their needs, 
wholeheartedly. We, we do that periodically with the stores and with the website. And it, that pays, ex, you know, huge dividends, making sure that it's it's performing the way that you would want it as a customer. And I think that you know, that's the advice that I'd, I'd say everything else kind of falls in line when you remember the customer. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And, you know, I, I live in a world where, where you know, when, with the work that I do in making sure that I, you know, sit at the customer keyboard, I, I see through their lenses, I try on their clothing, you know, I, you know, I understand wearing their boots as best I can. And, you know, that's hard. But you, if you can try seeing your services and your products through that lens, you end up building a better mousetrap you, and you end up, in in my opinion, you know, delivering a better experience. And I think today, so much of what we do, and I'm sure you gentlemen have the same same feeling, is it's it's how you go about doing things at U.S. Patriot Tactical in many cases overshadows the what you do, you know, and people because people want an easier process a better experience today uh would you agree i mean is that something that you hear consistently absolutely you know yeah. we are we are very much dedicated to improving the customer experience and that is i think that's what's going to separate you know good from great companies in the future and you know look even though most of these uh our our audience are our active duty military members they still have a certain demographic They're younger they have different expectations as a customer than I had in 1997, you know, for where you would get uniforms or boots or whatnot. So, yeah. So, you know, there are, you know, some things don't change like Josh mentioned, like before, um, you know, what's going on on base out around a holiday weekend, but a lot of things do. And so we want to keep up with that. Yeah. I mean, think about 25 years ago, you know, nobody, nobody knew about a tracking number or getting tracking information today. It's, Hey, uh, I just placed my order and I didn't get a, a track, a confirmation or no tracking from what's going on. You know, we stops away as our, yeah. As <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've come to expect that, you know, so, so, uh, this is a hallmark question for, for our podcast, the uniformer. I mean, if you've got children or you've got relatives, um, and and they're looking for an industry to to lean into and start their career in. Um, John, is this industry something you would recommend? This uniform, this equipment industry, something you'd recommend to your family members? Yeah, I mean, I would say, you know, look, I have a teenage son, and uh, you know, he's he's interested in in uh, in this sort of thing, and he has a lot of gear. You know, for some reasons, he he can't say serve in the military, but. But, you know, he's a young man. He's interested in this sort of thing. And so, you know, look, it's it's an industry that exists for a very, very good reason. Right. Um, it's not likely to go out of style. Right. You know, uh, gear will change. You know, gear will improve. Uniforms will be different in 10 years, just like they were 10 years ago. So, yeah. So business wise, you know, it's a, a probably a pretty good business to to be involved in. Um, and then also, too, you get the added kind of benefit that Josh and I have probably express express your you're serving like a, a customer that is that's important to us all so yeah i would you know i would say and then there's tons of stuff that you can do you can shoot creative you can you know engineer product you can do digital marketing etc so yeah there's a there's lots to do if you're inclined very cool great josh i, I would say absolutely um and echo a lot of the reasons that john gave but i mean this like I said earlier, you know, this this world and this this job has kind of been a dream come true for me. Um, and a lot of that is this the uniform industry is full of really the, the best people, like John said, like that that everybody here, you know, or in this industry wants to serve and and, and give back to a community and a larger purpose. 
and you can't ask for a, a better market or industry to be in than, than somebody that's motivated that way. So I would say absolutely get in this game. It's a lot of fun. You meet some really good people and everybody has a, a very similar drive and, and outlook. Very cool. Well, a career path worthy of uh, pursuing. Yeah, great, gentlemen. Is there any question I forgot to ask you? Is there anything else you'd like to highlight um, that I forgot to ask? Um, I would say from a uniform perspective, we have done a lot of what we think is innovative work. Maybe a customer of the market would disagree, but I think it's really cool stuff. We've got this um, uniform builder on the website that is a customization tool uh, and we are improving it every single day this is another one of john's brainchilds that he is he's you know hatching and growing every day and, and it is it provides you a really comprehensive step-by-step -step process for taking a uniform idea or you know able to customize it from what a stock item to what you need every day and I, john i don't want to steal your thunder on that but i think that there's that's something that's worth talking about yeah, I mean, just think, you know, just just think about, you know, the visibility of the uniform and how important that is to every like military member out there. You know, like I can remember when I was a PFC, like, are you going to step outside and let Gunny see you with like your chevrons all jacked up or something like? No, like there's nothing more visible than your uniform and, you know, your insignia and your, you know, we didn't wear patches and stuff in the Marine Corps, but your patches and your badges and your in your rank insignia and the serviceability of your, of your uniform, super important and literally nothing more visible until you're out in the field with your gear. And then that falls by the wayside, right? And then you're depending on the quality of your gear, but it's, uh, you know, so making sure that that is a quality product and a quality experience and it's the way it should be is very important to me, you know? Like I can remember standing, like I said, as a PFC or whatever, for inspection, like in formation every day. And the uniform allows you to see your uniform and completely made up before you you buy it. And that's, yeah, so it's a really cool, really cool product. Well, that sounds very cool. Well, well, well gentlemen, I, I just want to thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for your service to our country. Thank you for serving your customers uh, exceptionally well. And most importantly, importantly trying to learn uh, what your customers need. It's been a, it's been a pleasure um, engaging with you today and getting your getting your take on that uh, U.S. bravery tour. And again, folks, um, you know you know where to go to find a recap on it. And uh, we'll we'll sign off saying thanks again to John and Josh. Thanks, gentlemen. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate it.